This is Above Grade with J.S. Brown and your host, Bryce Jacob. You're listening to Above Grade, and I'm Bryce Jacob, your host. I'm president at J.S. Brown and Company. I'm with Greg Hansberry. Each week, Greg and I discuss the construction landscape here in central Ohio for your educational and entertaining value. That's right. Big value. Huge value. Humongous. Yeah. Well, what do you think of the nip in the air? This is my favorite season, by the way. Oh, yeah. Autumn. I've already had chili like four times since, uh, (laughs) (laughs) you know, football and chili. Yeah, it goes well together. Yeah, well, we have our chili cook-off at J.S. Brown and Company. Or oh, maybe I, sh- I could be a guest a- judge. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. Would I'll, you like I'll, to come in? Yes, I All will right. do that. We're going to tee you up and be a guest judge. Well, it's going to be this next week. All right. So can you make it? Sure. All right. <laughs> <That was laughs> I don't even need to know what, when or where. <laughs> All right. All right. Chili, I'm you, in. You'll just follow your nose. It always knows. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a big deal around the J.S. Brown Company. We could, a lot of these guys are very fierce competitors out in the field. They like their chili like you do. Uh-huh. And uh, and they they have their concoctions recipes. There's white chilies. There's meatless chili, which isn't chili. And then <laughs> sometimes people put beer in the chili. Yeah. Uh huh. Sometimes they have beer with their chili. Sometimes sometimes they don't eat the chili. They just drink the beer. That's right. <laughs> There's a multitude of combinations, and you'll probably try all of them, <laughs> yes, won't you? Yes. As a judge, it's only fair <laughs> that I try every one. <laughs> well, it is a fun time of season, and um, and uh, so. <laughs> There's a lot of things we got to do to our homes. Yeah. Now that we got to get back on that because we can talk chili all till, day. We can do the cows come maybe home. Maybe we'll do a chili, an entire episode on chili one day. We will. Well, you know, we have a guest back that you met last week, and that's Dave Otavi. So, Dave, uh, Dave, Hello. welcome back. We Thank didn't you. scare him away. Yeah. And so, yeah, things are picking up, right? Only yep, weeks gone by busy. since our last very time we, we chatted. So, yeah. Um, uh, it's going well. You're still here. Yes. You keep coming back. No, hard to run off. Yeah, yeah and you anywhere. and the computer are really starting to gel. We're really clicking. Yeah, we got it going. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> That's I like right. it. That was the that was the part of <laughs> part of it that was most difficult finding which button to click. Working right? through it. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, I thought you'd be great to have on here to talk about some tips we can give people because last week we ripped them off off their tip. Their tip was just to listen to the show. Because we have a show full of tips. I love this idea because hopefully I'm going to get some good info that I can impress my wife with. And maybe you asked her some things as well, which we'll get into. But first, Dave, this is a question I need to know. Do we need to worry about you as a competitor for chili? There might be a a, a possibility that I would enter Uh, a a pot of chili there. Oh, man, the, the... Sneak attack here, mm-hmm. the new people. Mm-hmm. You always bring the new ones, and they get that beginner's luck thing going on, the great new chili. There's some good yeah, chilies. you know, he could su- surprise some people, you know, come in unsuspecting with a new flavor profile. Nobody's, uh, you know, nobody's tasted Won't be before. prepared for it, that's for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, the one I liked last year wasn't the winner, but I still think about it today. It was a shredded beef. Mm. Oh, I can't even talk, mouth swattering. And, uh... It was like a shredded beef with more shredded beef on it. It's just called pulled pork or pulled beef sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> brisket put, put, chili. I mean, yeah, almost, it was brisket. Thank you. Brisket, brisket chili. chili. You know, oh, man, I'm oh, already yeah, screwed. He, I can't yes. even know what it's called. And he's, oh, yeah, that's the he's brisket chili number seven. He's going to uh, win. <laughs> he's got it. It's in the bag. I should have asked that in your interview <laughs> question. So how do you feel about making chili? So, <laughs> that would have been great. But uh, all right. Well, we'll look forward to it, uh, Greg. We know it probably won't be brisket. 
no. that you're making. All right, no, all right, good. I hope the I hope our guy that made the brisket comes back and gives it another shout just for me because right. I'm just filling one bowl, putting all my beans <laughs> in the barrel for him. That is good. So there's a trophy at stake. I don't know if you've seen it. No, I have not. This is a it's a precious uh, trophy that gets passed each year. It's a giant bowl of golden beans. And uh, <laughs> it's very special to have that uh, in your uh, on your desk for the year. So um, Paul Martin has it right now, as a matter of fact. Oh, yeah. He has that sitting up on his shelf. You're like, oh, that trophy? No, never mind. <laughs> I'll bring soup. All right. <laughs> we should do that as well. I just love this time of year, though. It's Isn't great. It, crazy? it is it's great. a lot of fun. You know, we're right around the corner from Halloween. Then it just seems to fly from there. Next thing you know, it's Thanksgiving. Then you're uh-huh. buying those last-minute gifts for Christmas, and then it's New Year's. And then we just wait until May for the flowers right. to pop. <laughs> There's nothing. There's like those blitz from of all January these wonderful April, things, and then you're, you're kind of like, uh, Yeah. All right. Well, here we go. Right. So let's give you all some good tips on what you can do around the house <laughs> to protect your house. And there are some really good things. So, Greg, you want to give it a shot on anything? You and your wife talk and say, hey, look, before winter hits, oh, yeah. there are some things to do at these last few weekends where there might be some decent enough weather to get outside with a sweatshirt and do some house maintenance. Well, you know, it just I asked her, and it just seemed like a, a, a big chore list. So I said, all right, okay, honey. I'll <laughs> enough, come up enough. with a list myself. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Um, well, She's off the hook then. The one thing that I wanted to uh, ask is um, grass seeding in the fall. Is it too late for that? No, it's not. Um, do you prefer seeding in the fall or the spring? Do I prefer? Do, what do you think? What's I best? think fall is really a great time of year. I'm not a landscaper and I'm yeah. not, this is my background. I'd rather get one of these guys answer that. But I'll tell you, and Dave, you might know the answer to this better than I do, but I, I tell you what, aerating your lawn in the fall yeah. and then seeding it is great because you get the dew and the dew helps water it and you don't get that abrasive sun and, and the mm-hmm. rain wash out like you do in the spring. So the seed t- has a tendency to hold. I like doing it just to thicken things up and then you put a pre-emergent on it in the spring and you get you get a nice thick thick grass. All right. Cause I got some my way grass. off, I nailed no, it. No, you're right. It's a little bit... It's, it, Pushing the edge, end of the season right now. It should really yeah. be done September, mid September through the first couple of weeks of, of, of October where we're at. But it's it's kind of toward the end of it, and and it allows the grass to germinate and grow before the stressful dry period of the summertime. It gives it a chance to get established. Yep, what tip, he said tip, even more eloquently than I did. Tip one, check. Tip one, check. Got it. We got that one off there. All Thanks. right, that's good. Dave, you got any tips for everybody? No, I think one of the things that's overlooked a lot of times, uh, everybody does, uh, you know, caulking to prevent moisture leaks. Is one thing you need to look at is air infiltration. That's a huge. Mm-hmm. What's uh, that mean? Cold air infiltrating through cracks around windows and doors. Uh, as normal people call it, drafts. It is a draft. <laughs> yes, <laughs> a technical term is air infiltration. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. The, the, the vocabulary is that's air right. infiltration. <laughs> no, oh, you, wow. That's what you can say yeah. to your wife. I feel an air is infiltration. There air infiltration around here? <laughs> a lot of hot air coming out of somebody. Yeah, <laughs> we know that. It works with hot and cold air, apparently. But it affects the heating and cooling bill as much as anything. Is uh, Those drafts coming in around the doors and windows. <laughs> We, yeah, well, we kid because we like you, Dave. If we if we didn't like you, we wouldn't give you a hard time. Yeah, we would cut. We might cut this part out of the show. You'll know. <laughs> Just you have to listen to it to know if we like you or not. Uh, so yeah, so the drafts, but you put your caulking 
one of the things to look at on the outside of the house, because you get the freeze and thaw right now, so you get a little bit of water. People have had ice damming. We'll talk about gutters in a second. But with the caulking, is uh, if your caulking is peeling away from your trim around windows, around doors, that water can get back in there. Mm-hmm. And if it freezes behind there, it can expand those joints. And over time, it just starts to work gaps, larger gaps in that area, and more water gets in. So if you see little hairline fractures or you see gaps in your caulk or it's failing, uh, pull pull that caulk out if you can. That's the best way to do is remove it and then put new caulk in. Now, definitely seal those little gaps up. You won't get the drafts. You won't get air infiltration. And you won't get water back behind there. So the exterior is really pretty important to do that. Houses, you know, you've been building houses. Uh, those of you that didn't get introduced to Dave last week, he's uh, was a project manager for about 35 years running jobs and, and knows houses and how to build them. But they've become tighter over the years. They certainly have, yeah. With the house wraps and uh, the way the windows and doors are installed, it's improved greatly. But in older houses, it's still an issue with uh, – You'll experience um, static electricity and dry air in the wintertime, and that's a that's a sign of um, air infiltration, of the dryness and the outside air infiltrating into the house. Ah, crud. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. That's my electric bills through the roof, my gas bills through the roof, and I'm always shocking people. I can't right. touch anyone. I need to get some air infiltration maintenance. <laughs> Maybe I'll have you over. You can look for drafts. All right. Okay. Greg's on drafts. I'm on draft duty. Dave, you're on air, air infiltration. infiltration duty. And, and don't, I'll, I'll they, call They have it. companies that do that where they put the, uh, like the smoke. Uh, yes. The, the, yeah. They kind of yeah. do it. Yeah. Smoke sticks. They go around and they can tell where those areas of concern are. And it, to seal those up is a quite an improvement on energy costs. Uh, one of the things I want to talk about is just cleaning gutters. You know, yeah. the leaves are falling. They'll, they usually fall over a several week period. If you clean your gutters too early, you want to do it again. You know, you don't want to leave your your gutters full. Some people have leaf for leaf or gutter guards or there's gutter helmet. There's a million of these little things out there that go on top of your gutters that allow the water to get in, but hopefully not debris. If you even have one of these systems, it's not a bad idea to get up on a ladder and try to lift up the edge and look in there because stuff finds a way to Mm -hmm. get in there. Just from seeds and dirt, things will grow. And, uh, And you'll see if you're looking up at your gutters and you see green stuff, there's probably something growing in there, and it's time to clean it out because there's a lot of debris that gets on your roof, falls down the roof, and doesn't make it through the downspout if you have a, if you have it tied to drain tile out and the drain tile into the street. So you may have uh, you may have a lot of cleaning to do. I always tell people if you clean your gutters, get all the big heavy stuff out, and then take a hose up there, wash down part of the roof, and wash down uh, the gutters, and then stick it in your downspout. And make sure the water is coming out mm-hmm. the bottom of the downspout. It starts to gurgle over. you got a clog. And you don't want to snake that thing out or get it fished out. But same thing with the if you have a drain tile. Drain tile is where your gutter is tied into a drain that actually takes the water either down to the foundation or out to the street, preferably. And uh, and then goes into the sewer system. But you have that, that runoff water that should make it out. You, if you put your, your hose in your, in your downspout, you should see it come out on the street. Correct. Eventually. Yep. Yep. And if it doesn't come out on the street, you might have broken drain tile, which is quite possible, uh, especially in a house like mine. I have the old clay drain tile, mm-hmm. so all the big trees Crushed. and everything have, have you know disrupted it enough to break it. And uh, they're doing a lot of street work in our neighborhood, and they exposed our drain tile. It, was, it looked like a clogged artery because half of it was filled with 
dirt and debris. Sediment, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of sediment in there. So those all need cleaned out and replaced. Uh, it's just a big old mess. But water is the enemy of your house. You know, we, the air infiltration is one. But when you get water in places you don't want it or shouldn't have it, it can literally destroy your home. Uh, it gets up under shingles. You know, ice damming is a big thing. A few years back, I don't know if you remember the deep freeze, guys. Yes. Those real deep freezes, extended periods of time where during the day it was so cold, but the sun would hit and it would just start to melt the layers just off. Just enough. Just enough that you'd get water and it would start to creep up under roof shingles and then it freeze again and it crawls each time it thaws and it freezes. It just works its way up underneath those shingles and it was getting uh, beyond the tar paper many or under the tar paper and then against the sheeting on the roof. So now there's ice guard standard on homes when we build a home or remodel a home or put an addition on and we're doing any roof work, we've got to put ice guard, which goes up three feet from the gutter uh, uh, up the roof, and that is supposed to stop any uh, moisture infiltration. What is that, like a rubber plastic barrier or something? What is uh, an ice guard? It's, a, it's an extra thick type of tar paper that has an adhesive on the back of it, okay. so it does actually stick to the roof sheeting. So it doesn't allow the water to get mm-hmm. underneath it. But the other thing it does is that when you drive a nail in it, it's, it's dense enough that it seals itself around the nails so that it's, it forms its own gasket so that the no water holes. can't leak mm-hmm. around all those nail holes that you'd get in tar paper. Cool. And then one other thing, too, to touch on the, the downspout conductors is sump pump. Is make sure your sump, you check your sump mm-hmm. pump and yep. make sure the float's working. You don't want the sump pump to quit during the middle of a heavy day-long rainstorm. Tips just keep coming. They just keep coming. I mean, it's one big tip. (laughs) I love it. I'm going to push this episode out (laughs) to all my friends, not just some of them this time. (laughs) You've been doing that every week, right? I mean, you do share this with people you know. I do. My mom loves it. My mom (laughs) loves it. (laughs) You know, you're not helping things, Greg. All right, so a couple other things. The chimney, you like a wood-burning. Do you have a wood-burning fireplace? We have fireplace? a wood-burning uh, fireplace, and we love it. This uh, this will be our just second season with it, and I'm excited oh, about yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Did, you used it much last year? You, we did, and um, when we moved in, we had an old uh, a, you know, fire chief guy you know, who does chimney expe- inspections on the side come and check it out and um, gave it the seal of approval and everything. So, Very important. Um, yeah. yeah, we're going we're gonna to probably fire that up pretty soon here if the weather stays no like pun this. intended huh yeah right. well i'm sure the weather will only get better mm-hmm. right for, fire so, for fireplaces yeah. Yeah. yeah well that is one of the things that is good that you did you had the fireplace inspected so mm-hmm. yeah get it inspected and or cleaned um check that your chimney cap if you've got one especially for wood burning fireplaces that it's securely fastened to the roof and again that's something that if you have an inspection done they'll check that out make sure you're your flues, your dampers, all those things are working well. Uh, if you have a gas starter, they'll inspect that as well just mm-hmm. to make sure everything's flowing naturally and you can have a nice fire season. Chimneys have a tendency to get built up with that creosote, and uh, that that's something that if that's built up in there, that can actually cause a fire in your chimney and, and create bigger problems. So it's good to have that pulled out of the, uh, of the fireplace and a good clean shaft. All right, who's ready for another tip? Me. All right. I got it. I'm Dave, you're not ready for another tip? No, I'm I figured ready. you'd be chomping at the bit I over can't there. Wait. Would you like to provide another tip? Uh, how about sealing your driveway? That's a Ooh, good thing to yeah. do. At the, we're getting the late end of in the season. season. Yeah, we're, getting, bit, we're yeah. getting late, but you know, there's still a couple days where it's going to get hot during the day. Why do you want to seal your driveway? Uh, you want to seal the 
small cracks that have developed through the summertime. Make sure the again the talking about water. You don't want the water to infiltrate down through the cracks in the in the blacktop and expand when it freezes and make the cracks larger. Yep, it sure will. And you're going to be out there shoveling, so you're taking part of the surface off, especially chipping ice off driveways. I remember doing that last year, and as I'd shovel the ice off, you get the bottom of side of it, of it yeah. has all that asphalt on mm-hmm. it, or that, that thin layer. It's not really the asphalt, but it's just your coating that's on there on, on the ice. So all that stuff wears off over the course of the summer. We just see it in the winter because of the, the ice peeling it off. But it's good to put another layer on there. If you haven't done it in a couple of years, try to get out there. It is something you can do on your own. You know, I, I enjoyed that. I went yes. out and, uh, yeah. to uh, one of the one of the stores and just picked up a couple buckets full of that tar. I did my calculations and I I got my tar out there and I got that little one. The I squeegee felt pretty, thing, yeah. Yeah, I got the squeegee old thing. Old pair of tennis shoes. Yeah. Oh, that was the problem. I didn't. <laughs> I I I made an old pair of tennis shoes yeah. that day. <laughs> That'll do it quick. <laughs> a new pair of mowing shoes, kids. <laughs> That's exactly right. So if you don't have an old pair, you will by the end of the day. That's or a for new sure. pair of rubber boots. <laughs> One or the other. <laughs> One or the other. Yeah, it's a sweet deal. So, uh, yeah, I was really proud of myself. I, I did this, uh, did my driveway, and, and uh, it turned out really, really nice. And, and uh, you know, I'll probably do it again we, next we, time. <laughs> last time we did it, uh, you also got to mind your pets. Our dog got uh, oh. walked across it. Not only did we get some f- footprints across, you the, yelled uh, at him and then he ran through the yeah, house. And then it came back and then <laughs> he we sprinted and let him in the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That's that's uh, that's nasty. Uh, one of the other things I always do. This is something I always tell people to do in the spring, but it's something that, to do in the fall as well. And that's to just take a walk around your house, look for any loose siding, look for anything that looks out of place. If there's a gutter that seems to have come off in a storm or a tree limit falling down over the summer or the spring, whenever it was, just over the course of the year, and the thing doesn't look like it's level. Just do a, a whole uh, all-points inspection walking around the house. And while you're doing that, look at the grade of the house. See if there are any areas that if the gutter had overflowed, if it made a low spot, or if you had mulch beds and there was an animal that might have dug up against the house. If you get any low spots there, it's it's still time to get some soil. Mulch does not equal grade it soil is grade so you want to get soil brought in so don't just go get a bag of mulch and throw it up in the house because that will the water drains right through that and will go down into the soil so you want to make sure the soil up against the foundation has a nice slope away from the house you want water to shed away it keeps your house nice and dry uh, you don't want too much water around the foundation so just do kind of an all points inspection what else should they look for as you're walking around the house anything that stand out that i might have missed just great to look at it. Look for look for those yeah, things. Yeah, you might even want to walk and, around with a pair of binoculars and and look on the roof, uh, chimney flashings. That's something that uh, should be checked on for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, it's amazing what happens to a house just throughout the course of the natural aging. What weather does to mm-hmm. it. You look at how canyons are formed with wind and water. That's doing that to our homes mm-hmm. that aren't as strong as a canyon. So there are little things that can be altered that we, you know, don't even realize a piece of siding might have come uh come up loose and and you can have animals wanting to find a way into your house <laughs> that's that's true this is more cosmetic but um just interested on your opinion on it uh, one of the guys at the uh, the gardening store says he doesn't mulch until late fall after all the leaves are down i don't know if you guys you know instead of spring why I, well he'll rake and clean all the the leaves away mm-hmm. then he'll mulch and then he's got all winter and um early spring with you know pretty much brand new mulch. I don't know if that's just somebody's opinion or if that's uh, 
if something to to think about this fall or not? Any thoughts, or is it just? I've heard that that thought also, and I think one of the reasons they you, you could do that or would would consider doing that is if what you do when you're adding mulch is you're maintaining soil temperatures. So if you put new mulch on in the in the late fall, it keeps the unfrozen ground soil temperature more consistent so the ground doesn't freeze and it protects the plants during the bitter cold winter um, time frame and and just provides a benefit to the plants rather than having them freezing into the ground mm-hmm. all right well there's still uh, some yeah. thought behind I, it. I had never yeah. heard that but you know the guy has to yeah. have some yeah. like you say some thought behind it Yep, you got to keep mulch business going year round. So that's yeah, one maybe of the ways that's it. He was it. trying Everybody's to sell busy watching football in October. Exactly right. So <laughs> there's all kinds of tactics out there. Uh, one of the other things, you know, isn't it funny how in the summer your air conditioner breaks, and in the winter <laughs> your furnace breaks? Get it inspected. It's one of the best things you could do. You know, my my friends that help us with our HVAC work at JS Brown. You uh, want thing that they always say? There's all these emergency calls. And many of those emergency calls can be prevented if they just do their routine maintenance. You know, people go, oh, I don't want to pay for that. I'm going to get through this year. Then it breaks. It's more expensive. So just have routine maintenance done on your furnace. Have it looked at. Make sure you're changing your filters. If you haven't changed your filters in a while, go out and, and get some filters and switch them out. Uh, you know, as the air kicks back on, the furnace kicks on, everything that's sitting in those duct, in mm-hmm. the ductwork. You know, you, you probably had your air on all, all summer, but there's that little period of time where it shuts down and then it kicks back on for to the furnace. It, it just is a good idea to have all that inspected and changed, especially if you have a gas furnace, just making sure everything is going to fire up and the pilot's going to light and do mm-hmm. all those things if it's shut down. I got a boiler in my house and a furnace, so I got a little bit of everything <laughs> that needs inspected. A darn old house. <laughs> Wood-burning stove. Practically, yeah. not quite, but I do have a wood-burning <laughs> fireplace. I got two wood-burning fireplaces, so yeah, that's uh, that's always fun. So get the fur- the furnace checked out and get it serviced, and then hose bibs. You know what a hose bib is? No. I mean, it's a bib that a hose wears. <laughs> no, a hose bib is your spigot on the outside of the house. Oh. I always thought that was a most interesting term. Tell your wife that. Hose oh, we bib. ought to go check the hose bib. Oh, well, I like that, and we were talking about it before the show. I've got a leak in one of my hose bibs a leaky bib yeah well you uh dave was telling us about this as well with the new homes that he had built there's a frost resistance frost proof hose bib and then yep. all that does is transfer the point that the water stops into the house where it's a conditioned space rather than the old style stops where the point that the water is shut off is actually outside so mm-hmm. you need to protect it if it's an old style hose bib yeah, so the old-style hose bibs, a couple things you can do is don't leave hoses connected to them. Absolutely not. You know, a lot of people do that where they just leave their hose from the from the um, <laughs> summer connected to, to that, and they just make sure that the spigot is turned off. But there's still water that can be in the lines that expands, and, and if it ruptures, water is going to come in from the inside of the house, and mm-hmm. you can see some huge damage, and that but water can also back up into the house. There's a there's some huge insurance claims that happen every year because of broken hose bibs that split. You can get a shutoff valve on the inside of the house. So you live in an old house. I think you're talking about the old house you live in. You can put a shutoff valve on the inside of the house. So it does what Dave was just talking about. It puts the point uh, of of control inside the conditioned space, and then you can just bleed the line on the outside of the house to let the water out, so it doesn't expand when it freezes and and break your lines. Because, boy, ice, when it expands, it's strong. It, it does some crazy stuff. 
So those are that, that's a that's a big tip to make sure you get your hoses disconnected and clean those lines out. If you got a plumber out of the house for any reason, um, I had this done when I had some bathroom work done. I had a plumber over, and he was downstairs shutting my water off. He said, "Hey, you know what you should do is put your hose bibs on a with a shutoff valve. Charge me about a hundred bucks a piece." For each, you know, that. to put one yeah. out is well worth it. It could save you thousands of dollars. Instead of having something leak and ruin your uh, your basement or whatever. Yeah, well, mm. and it, it, it gives me a better connection to my house, too, because I feel like, oh, there's something I have to do to make my house work. So I shut them off, and in the spring when my my wife goes to hook the hose up, you know, I always make sure it's turned off. She's going to water the flowers mm-hmm. the first time. Yeah. So he's like, hey, did you do that? Yeah, it's working just fine. Look in the hose. Can you yeah, see look, anything look in, in there? The Can you see <laughs> Yeah. Keep looking. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> Keep looking. <You'll... laughs> oh, man, you guys are bad. Bad news, guys. Uh, All right. So what else? Anything else, guys? Any last tips before we wrap it up? That's the time to put insulation in, too. Okay. Okay. There yeah, we go. Yeah, Low-hanging fruit. I was going to say that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> put, some, put some insulation in. Go up and check your attic. If you got blown-in insulation, gosh, we love that stuff. Just check how matted down that is or if you... Remember your heating bill from last year and it seemed high. There's uh, a chance for you to get some more insulation blown in or get insulation tucked into different areas. We're already talking about caulking, which is going to help a lot on your drafting and air infiltration. That's correct. Interchangeable terms <laughs> there, but just adding some insulation in the house as well. I happen to live in an older house where the addition is all insulated, but the original house doesn't have insulation. And I haven't done the drill the hole in the outside and blow insulation in. So it's almost like I don't have insulation in my house That's because right. if you don't have yeah. it in one area, you really don't have it anywhere. So I got some work to do. Or otherwise, you're just gonna. Bleed, I'm paying through the money. My electric money. bill. Yeah, my electric. My house is not that big, but my electric bill each month is about eight hundred bucks. Well, my electric bill. You got two, two teenage girls. Three. Three. See, you know, lights and TVs and. Stereos. Do kids still I tell my daughters stereos? there is an off switch on the yeah, lights. Uh-huh. Yeah, they don't just turn on. <laughs> it's iPads, amazing. cell phones. Yeah, they're all right. They're bleeding you, bleeding you're, you dry. You're justifying all my expenses, guys. <laughs> thanks for the tips, listeners. I hope you enjoyed the tips so you can put them to immediate use. Protect your house so it lasts a long time. We'll do more of these tip shows coming up I in like the future. It. This is good. Well, good. Great. Well, we do this every week, folks. If you're just tuning in to Above Grade, boy, you've been missing out for a long time, but you can get caught up. You can go to iTunes or jsbrowncompany.com, and you can check out our archive of wonderful episodes full of Greg and myself, Mm -hmm. and as of late, Dave, and probably in the future, more of Dave. So we hope to have you back. If you want to have a special topic that we talk about or you just want to be a guest in here because you think you're an expert, I'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and shoot me an email, if you would, at abovegrade at jsbrowncompany.com. Maybe we'll get you on the show. Until next week, this is Bryce Jacob with J.S. Brown Company wishing you a great week to build from. Above Grade is a Columbus Radio Group production and produced by me, Greg Hansberry.